are y'all feeling tonight? I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Tired. Dear Lord, I pray that um, your presence comes upon us tonight. I pray that you be here with us. You strengthen us. You guide us. You help us all be who you want us to be. Fill us with your presence, Lord. Amen. Amen. So who here uh, from this weekend, this weekend was amazing, though, by the way. Who, who here also, who didn't speak, had an encounter with the Lord? Just raise your hand. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it was very impactful. I heard from God, like, so much this weekend. It's crazy. So I have a few uh, bullet points here so I don't ramble too much because, you know. So we only almost had one fatality this weekend. There was a bear attack, and uh, he has a wooden leg now, but he's good. My life is pretty much a TVMA, almost NC-17 life, so I'm going to try to keep it not so bad for everybody. I grew up in a broken home. Uh, I was physically, mentally abused most of my childhood. Up until the point where I was too strong to be beaten. Yeah, that sucks. I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel wanted. And then my mom turned to beating my sisters because she couldn't beat me. Uh, I can recall one time uh, my sister Michelle was like one. My mom just got high. She proceeded to try to beat her with a belt at one years old. I held her to protect her. My mom hated me for that. And I know she did. So, I'm sorry, Shell, to, you know, put you into this, but you are a part of my life. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a train wreck. It's not <laughs> my mom pretended that everything she did was to benefit us, but really it was to benefit her. I'm going to try not to make this into a bashing my mom scenario because uh, it's easy to place blame on people for their actions when they don't even know that they are loved. Churches talk about generational curses, and I fully believe that there was a generational curse in my family that continuously passed down from generation to generation. I now know that, you know, this I now know that so it's easier to accept and forgive it's still hard uh, my mom did a lot of mess up stuff before I was born she had another child that she aborted and told me that she wished she aborted me so this is the kind of love I was receiving from her as soon as I could leave I left and for years, I felt guilty for leaving because I wasn't there to protect 
my sisters the way that I should have. Before I left, just to, I'm pretty sure I'm going to jump back and forth through timeline, so bear with me. I couldn't, we couldn't leave the house. We were always on lockdown. She wouldn't let us do anything. So I seeked attention at the refrigerator. As you can see, Mr. Mateta had to seek over here. <laughs> uh, so uh, it was, it was a terrible addiction. Food is a terrible addiction as well as drugs and all other things that you can become addicted to. Uh, so I was seeking affection and attention in places I didn't need, i.e. the refrigerator. As I got older, it was drugs, alcohol. I, I was high pretty much every day of my life to forget about everything. And uh, my addictions became worse. I became addicted to porn, uh, premarital premarital sex and stealing uh, I was kicked out of my mall that uh, I grew up near uh, I stole thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff which I'm not bragging about but uh, they've been looking for me for a long time <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying that anything can be addiction anything that takes your eyes off the Lord isn't is bad for you and obviously all these things were not putting my eyes on the lord i was running with the devil and i really didn't know it i was raised in church i believed in god uh i was raised in a catholic church but like abby was saying i could relate to what abby was saying like i knew of him i didn't know him and how could he be there all the time? How could he want me? Well, how could he want a relationship with me? And it did take me a long time to to actually come to grips with that reality. I was rebelling against everything, including God, because where was he? Where was he when... When my mom was hitting my sister or where was he when my mom was abusing me you know but he was there the whole time he didn't make her do that she just didn't know she was loved All I needed was God, but I didn't know that at the time. Filling my life up with temporary fixes to get by. I decided to, one day I decided I was going to learn who God was. And... I went church hopping. I didn't stay. I didn't want to make connections with people because they were phony and they were fake. And I went to every church 
that there was in my region that I walked. I used to walk a lot. When you live in New York, everything is so close that you don't really need a car. I didn't find what I was looking for until probably the last church. Uh, this woman gave me a Bible, which is it's always funny that it's a Bible that someone gives you. And you're like, what is this? <laughs> Not like, what is this? But, you know, and uh, I'll never forget her or her neighbor because her neighbor was crazy. And she had raccoons as pets. <laughs> and, they, and they lived in a children's playhouse, which I thought was hilarious. So at this point, I still didn't know that God had a purpose in my life. I have been wanting, I've been depressed, I've angry for as long as I could remember. God has a purpose for all of us, but we just have to be ready to accept it. And at this point, I still wasn't ready. There were so many things in my life that God was working on or even had a hand in that I didn't even see because I was still in my sin. Uh, back to the stealing stuff, when I finally got caught and I went to court, uh, I was arrested, by the way. <laughs> um, the judge expunged my record. Like, I was the last person that he saw that day. And I probably could have gotten in so much trouble, but he erased my my record when I probably should have gotten in more trouble. And that was God, and I didn't see it. So I was still not on the right path. I uh, I joined a gang. Yeah, uh, doing a lot of dumb stuff. It was a Spanish gang, uh, Mexican to be exact, and uh, they called me gringo because I was the only white guy. <laughs> and uh, as much as I thought that was fun, uh, looking back, it was probably not the greatest time in my life. But God shows up in some of the darkest times in our lives, and we don't even know it. And I know that he has protected me so many times because now that I look back, on being on the other side. One time I got high and I was on my way to go to work and we were pulling out of a gas station and I said to this guy named David who is like an uncle to me, he said, are we clear? And I said, after the truck, we're good. But he didn't realize there was a tractor truck, tractor trailer truck behind the actual truck. And he pulled out in front of a tractor trailer truck going I mean it was a main road so he had to be doing 55 or more and I feel like God even though it was high I became sober and time I feel like time stopped or slowed down because that truck would have killed us and it didn't and uh, I've been told by people that oh you're just high no God saved me and David. Fast forward a few more years, 
I'm still not. I'm going to church. I know God. I don't know God, but I know God. I'm depressed. I'm still depressed. And I decide this is it. I'm going to take my life. And I had it all planned. There was no way that it could, like, in my mind, there was no way that this was going to not happen. And then all of a sudden, my mom appeared. And uh, I didn't die that day. And you would think that that would change my life, but no, it didn't. I still continue to do dumb stuff, still be addicted to vices, and look for all the wrong things in all the wrong places when I should have been looking for God. God has a purpose for everyone, and I learned my purpose this weekend. He's not going to force you into... He's not going to force you to change. He's not going to force you to want to be with him. He wants you to choose to be with him so that you could find your purpose. I learned this weekend that my purpose was you guys. God wants me to tell you how much he loves you and how much I love you. But I do know that God loves you because he tells me. So can I have Michaelson, Israel, and Aaron come up here? And Kate? Now, if you guys are ready to give your yeses to God, if you guys are ready to meet him where he's meeting you, because he's with you in your darkest times, let him be there in your lightest times. So if you guys want prayer, please come up. God has put it on my heart that these guys would be up here to pray for you. So it's not something that you could be, it's not going to be forced. It's something that you guys want. Thank you for listening to my rants. We love your rants. A week or two, maybe three, uh, I don't know, I can't remember, but I was, uh, I've been depressed, like I had said, for a really long time, and uh, recently I have been broken free of my depression. Up until then, I was still very suicidal and not wanting to be here, and as of like two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, I was broken free of that. I hadn't told any of you guys that, but I did talk to a few people. But at the shout conference, something happened, and I can only say it was like, if you guys know what possession possession is, but I feel like I was possessed by the Holy Spirit, and he went inside me, and he took my anger, and my sadness, my rejection, my brokenness, 
and just took it from me. And honestly, I have not felt the same since. And uh, after my depression lifted two weeks ago, I've been struggling with feelings that I haven't really dealt with because I've been on depression medicine, which takes all your feelings and su suppresses them. So all my emotions and all my feelings have been coming up and screwing with me. But in one instance, God is willing to take it from you. He's willing to make you whole when you're broken. And I've been broken for years, and this is the wholest I've felt my whole life. Thank you, guys.